0: what's up, everybody and welcome back to baseball connection so there have been some signings here as we're in the offseason some notable names finding new places you know i think at this point in the offseason all the this is going to sound controversial but all the impact players have already found homes anybody who's still going to sign at this point is a bit of a depth piece or someone who still has a lot to prove someone who is no longer in the prime. And you'll see what I mean when I mention some of these names. So we'll start with the Royals. They have signed Aroldis Chapman to a one-year deal. This is what I'm talking about. So Chapman is no longer in his heyday, but he still carries a lot of name value. It's a one-year deal with a base salary of $3.75 million. And Chapman's going to be 35 in February. He spent over a decade as one of the one of the most feared closers in baseball but he really has slipped from those heights in the past couple of years. I mean, I don't even need to go through his numbers but we all know what he did from 2010 to 2020 with the Reds, Cubs, and Yankees. Absolutely phenomenal. Only Craig Kimbrel and Kenley Jansen had more saves in that time, and only Josh Hader had a higher strikeout rate. But there was a much smaller sample size for Hater because he didn't debut until 2017. It had a much smaller sample. So, I mean, obviously, you get the point. Chapman, best closer in baseball for a decade. But in 2021, his command seemed to get even worse. His command was already a bit shaky, but it got even worse in 2021. He walked 15.6% of batters that came to the plate. Still had a huge strikeout rate, but his ERA jumped up. It was his highest ERA in a season since 2011. So 10 years, he had a 3.36 ERA. And then things got even worse in 2022, last year, when his walk rate jumped to 17.5%. And he only struck out 26.9% of batters. So climbing walk rates, plummeting strikeout rates. And his ERA jumped yet again to 45 The thing about Chapman is we all remember him when he first came up as the Cuban Missile. No one was throwing as hard as him. He was the hardest thrower in baseball and we had never seen someone sit in triple digits as consistently as Arolda Chapman did. Throwing a hundred plus. He has the record for the most pitches, hundred miles an hour plus in, in a season or whatever, average number of average, average velo, whatever you want to call it. Whatever metric you want to look at, average velocity, uh, something like that. It's Arolda Chapman that's up there and he made a huge splash because batters just were facing a monster. Remember when he first came up and he hit 105 miles an hour, and broke the record for fastest pitch ever. That's, that's insane. But his fastball, which used to be averaging 100 or 101, has dropped to an average of 97.5. Then again, we have to remember, let's put everything in context. 97.5 miles an hour is still extremely, it's still the highest level fastball. That's 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 blistering. If you if you're throwing ninety-seven and a half, that's ninety-eight miles an hour roughly. That is a blistering fastball. So I think that we have to put that in perspective. We're talking about a guy who is averaging triple digits. Just because he's down a few ticks on his fastball doesn't mean the fastball isn't played. But you have to take into account the fact that he's been in the league for more than a decade now, and he's not the only guy who can run run it up there when he first came up, it was so new and it was unbelievable. But now there are many players. I mean, we had Kevin Cash famously say that he has a stable of guys throwing 98 miles an hour. Kevin Cash is the Tampa Bay Rays manager. And it's true. He does have a a stable of guys throwing 98 miles an hour because it's just become a lot more common these days. So what made Chapman so unique was that His Velo was rare back in the day, but it's no longer as rare as it used to be. And then, of course, Chapman had some off-field issues. You know, there there were, yeah, there there were some a lot of off-field issues at the end of his Yankees tenure, where where he didn't, well, he didn't show up to a workout. He skipped the team workout between the regular season and postseason, so they left him off the playoff roster. He missed some time due to an infection from a tattoo. Apparently, the Marlins held a private workout with him, but they never even made him an offer after this. So it wasn't until now, here we are in January, where the Royals have decided to roll the dice and give him a one-year deal. So that's what's going on with Aroldis Chapman. The Mets and Tommy Pham have agreed to a deal. It's a one year, $6 million contract for Tommy Pham. And, you know, this is, this is an interesting move. Free agent outfielder, Tommy Pham, he, he is 35 in March. He split last season between Cincinnati and Boston, hitting a combined 236 with 17 homers and eight steals. It was a down season overall, but he did have a good line against left handed pitching. So. Also, you have to look at the underlying stats. So he did have a 93rd percentile exit velocity among all big league hitters and an 89th percentile hard hit rate. So that is a good sign telling you that he's hitting the ball hard. He's squaring it up. So that suggests that he could see a nice bounce back if he keeps hitting the ball that hard because it's just probability. But, uh, you know, even if his bat doesn't bounce all the way back to the levels that his stat cast numbers suggest, there's a good chance he could be a very useful platoon option playing against left-handed pitching. So, I mean, if you look from twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen, Fan was one of baseball's most underrated outfielders, hitting with a one thirty weight of created plus at that time, meaning he was producing thirty percent above league average. But, you know, he's 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 aged. Father Time catches up to everyone, and that is yeah, that 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 is the truth. That is the truth here. But he'll go to the Mets and he'll have a chance to carve out a platoon role for a nice one-year $6 million deal. Not bad. Not bad for a 35-year-old outfielder. The Cubs are signing Trey Mancini. So Trey Mancini, it's a two-year $14 million guarantee. So Mancini... Finished up his season with Houston after being traded from Baltimore in the second half of 2022. So this means he'll now be playing for his third organization in less than six months. Mancini got a World Series ring with Astros. You know his time with Houston paid off in a big form. I mean he wasn't a big part of that push because he he only hit 176 over 186 plate appearances with Astros. I mean his. If you want to look at OPS, it wasn't anything spectacular either. Seven, doing a quick math here, roughly around a 722 OPS, if my math is correct. I'm sorry, no, it's 622 OPS. Yes, 622 OPS with Houston. So that that is just really not going to do much. But he got a World Series ring, and that's that's something that he'll have for the rest of his life and that's gonna yeah it's gonna serve him well serve him well so he's not going to be going to the Cubs you know the Cubs have made some interesting signings this offseason will they be all the way back I don't know they have Dansby Swanson they signed James and Tyone as far as pitching goes they signed Cody Bellinger there are going to be some some regular, some league regulars or some uh, recognizable names in their lineup when you go to Wrigley this summer, if you go to Wrigley this summer. So the Cubs have that going for them. They could be a surprise team. They, they definitely could be because these are guys who are, are good players. You know, some of these guys are actually currently very good players. For example, Dansby Swanson and guys who have a lot of potential to bounce back like Bellinger or you know, they also signed Hosmer. So we'll see how things go on the north side of Chicago. So. That is where we stand with things for today. I'll just kind of touch on those couple signings. As I said, you know, these are guys who didn't really get picked up in the first round of things with free agency because we saw free agency come hit really hard and fast earlier in the winter. But now as we get closer to a spring training, it's slowing down and, team, and guys are just trying to find a team before the season starts. So that's where we stand with things. That's going to do for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.